0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: This is the Conversation Hour with Rochelle Hunt and Jonathan Kendall on ABC Radio.
0: Finding a home to rent or buy that is affordable, within your range, close to public transport, work and schools is difficult at the best of time. But if you add to that being a single parent, then, Jonathan Kendall, it can almost become impossible
1: for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, thanks, Rich. And a lot of single parents will tell you that there is still stigma and stereotypes attached to being a single parent particularly looking for a home. But finding a place with room for kids is simply just out of the question for many. There is, however, a growing movement of single parents who are sharing homes, pooling their resources, getting together as a way to split costs and the parental load.
0: It's so interesting. I'm wondering, how does that work? What do you need to think about? I'm sure there are a huge amount of positives that I can see with sharing a house and, yeah, parental load and costs. But, Jono, I don't know about you, but I just think back to some of the housemates I've had over the years and some of the issues that arise, you know, whether it be food or bills or cleaning, you know, you have to work this
1: stuff out. That's right. And should one person uh, pay more rent because they get better rooms or more access or... Or whatever that be How do you split the bills How do you split child care? What if there's a difference in parenting styles What happens in that situation And what happens if one of you meets
0: someone What yeah. happens there then it gets tricky so i'm sure that this i mean i find it really fascinating i find it really resourceful and incredible that parents are doing this and i can see how it would work but at the same time i also sort of find it really frustrating that single parents are still being discriminated against to the point where they are having to share homes together if this is a solution that people want then fantastic but if it's their only solution then something else needs to be discussed here
1: Mm. Are you a single parent trying to find a home? And do you feel like you are being discriminated against when you're looking for a house?
0: And have you ever considered sharing a home with another single parent?
1: On ABC Radio, this is The Conversation Hour with Rochelle Hunt and Jonathan Kendall. I'm really excited to introduce you to Indy Williams, who is 27. She lives with her daughter, uh, a two-year-old daughter, and she's recently got into sharing a home with another single parent. Indy Williams, good morning, and thank you for having a chat with us. What's your story?
2: Hi. Uh, Nice to chat to you today as well. Um, Yeah, so I've just moved in three months ago with another single parent, Tammy, and her daughter as well. So we've both got two-and-a-half-year-old daughters and are living together now. Um, yeah, and we moved in together at pretty
0: short notice and we managed to flip it in in between lockdowns. So,
2: yeah, it was a pretty interesting story and hard to pull together, yeah.
0: indeed, this started almost as a joke, didn't it, where you found a property, you were struggling to find somewhere to live and you found a property and you threw it out there on Facebook saying, hey, anybody want to move in with me? And it turns out somebody did.
2: <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, I'd been looking for a house for... I'd been looking kind of like casually for about a year because I wasn't super happy where I was. Um, And then um, shortly before I put that post on Facebook, I'd been given notice from my current rental and so I was actually pretty desperately needing to find somewhere. And I, yeah, I just put out a post on Facebook. I saw this beautiful, I I live in Hillsville in the Arrow Valley and it's quite, um, there's a pretty bad rental crisis out here and there's just actually not many houses on the market at any one time. Sometimes there will be as little as, like, three to five houses listed for rent across the whole price bracket. Um, So, you know, quite often there would be nothing that I could afford to put up. And I saw this house come up, which was quite unusual. It was um, a big four-bedroom mud brick home on four acres with a horse paddock and just a swimming pool, like this amazing property. And it was really expensive and um, I just put it out as a joke, shared it on Facebook and said anyone want to move in with me just as a joke. And um, and someone, I had a few comments and a few conversations, um, one of which was my dad saying that he actually knew the owner and the other was somebody sharing um, a link to Share Abode, which is a website where single parents can find um, housemates and kind of like move families in together. And I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really think of anything of it. But I ended up um, looking at Sherbrooke and kind of um, considering what that would look like and whether I'd be open to that. And yeah, I ended up, I ended up putting up a listing, which we had never, you know, obviously hadn't secured the house yet. So it was really up in the air. It felt like such a long shot. Um, but yeah, Tammy sent me a message, and yeah, it all kind of just fell into place after that. And I was. Pretty surprised, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to be having a chat with the founder of Share Abode uh, in just a few minutes. But what happened next after you had put something on Share Abode and run through what you're looking for? What happened then?
2: Um, so then I got a few messages from different people, emails. Mostly it was just, um, it was all women who contacted me. Um, there was a few men listed on Share Abode, which I wouldn't necessarily rule out, but um, I only got contacted by. Um, a few different mums and telling me a bit about themselves and their kids and yeah Tammy seems like a good fit she was one of the first people to message and there was no kind of immediate sort of deal breakers in um, from the information that she sent me and we had a phone call and she was living in Melbourne and I was already in the Yarra Valley and it was between lockdowns. so we managed to um, set up a couple of meeting she came out to the Yarra Valley a few times partly to get to know me and also to get to know the area and kind of work out whether she would be comfortable making a big relocation. Um, You know, it, it was a pretty big risk both of us, but especially for her because she was relocating completely into a different area where
0: she didn't know anybody. So, Indy, I'm sort of thrown back to when I was sharing houses in my 20s and when a flatmate would move out and then you'd be like, okay, we've got to advertise for a new flatmate and you would bring people in and you'd have a list of questions that you had to ask them and there were certain things where if they said, uh, you know, X, Y or Z, you'd be like, no way, you know, generally it was about music choice or political beliefs or (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it may be, but you probably need to get down to the nitty gritties a little bit before you move in together and actually talk about big issues like, you know, ethics and uh, sort of parenting styles and... uh, How often do you clean the shower? How often do you clean the shower and bills and labelling food and all that kind of stuff? Did you have to sort of sit down and talk about some pretty big things?
2: Yeah, we talked about some stuff. Um, don't ask me how often we clean the shower. <laughs> um, I think um, the house is really well set up for sharing. That was That is one benefit of it. And we did look at a couple of other houses which had the same amount of bedrooms but just didn't feel like they'd be appropriate. Um, this house has um, four rooms. So we each have our own rooms and our daughters have our own rooms. And they're quite separate, like on a split level there's multiple living areas, like it's a really big house. So um, it felt like we had our own separate areas enough that some of those, it wouldn't be like a giant um, problem. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the main reason it feels really different compared to share housing pre-children is just that we've both been single parents this whole time on our own and, and kind of run and managed our own houses and had to really stay on top of things. And you grow up really fast when you're a single parent. I'm only 27, but, um, you know, you really have to have your shit together and be on top of it. And we, we were both so used to doing all of it ourselves. So I wasn't really too concerned about that sort of thing and neither was Tammy because we just figured... Either way, we're going to be doing a little bit less. Like, we're not going to be doing more than a hundred percent. You know. Yes. Yeah. I'm already yeah. doing a hundred percent, so it can't get any worse than that, right? Indy, and how is, do you how um, do you
1: split the rent? How do you how do you split it up?
2: Yeah, so we go fifty fifty with the rent, and same with the bills and and food. We initially we share all food, just because you know if Alice has an icy pole or an apple. Frankie wants an icy pole and an <laughs> apple. <laughs> so there's no way, like all the time they want the same thing. So there's no way we could kind of keep it separate and then have to like coordinate everybody having the exact same thing. And, um, you know, like eating out two sides yeah. of the pantry with kids, it's too hard. So yeah, we do all the food together. Initially, we tried to keep receipts, but we've, you know, again, we're probably both spending like a little bit less on food and we're not cooking all the meals. So yeah, so far, we've just sort of winged it a bit and it seems to come out in the
0: wash. It's yeah. so interesting, Indy. We've got a full board of calls and I think of people that are doing <laughs> similar things. So we want to go to them in just a moment. But finally, I guess I want to ask you about do you see it as co-parenting and do your children who are the same age, you know, how do they feel about this and do they see each other like siblings or is it sort of like just house sharing?
2: Um, I don't know about from the kids' perspective. Neither of them have ever had a sibling. So Um, I guess it's like the closest to what that would be like for either of them. Um, But I think it's really great and it's different to co-parenting or merging families in that we're not each other's kids' step-parents and so, you know, we don't have to worry about kind of playing favourite between the kids, like Alice is my favourite and Frankie is Tammy's favourite and that's fine, they're Mm. kind of separate in that way. Um, But, yeah, we do have to sometimes parent each other's kids yeah. Um, and we use that so that we get breaks as well.
1: Which works really well. <laughs> have yeah. a shower in peace. <laughs> yeah, go to the toilet in peace. Um, Indy, what happens if you meet someone? What happens then?
2: Yeah, um, that hasn't happened so far. Um, I can only speak from my perspective about that. But um, I'd say, like, having a really young child or any child and being a single parent, I wouldn't be wanting to introduce anyone to my daughter. Um for a fair while if I was seeing someone. So if I yeah. was, it would be out of the house anyway um, yeah. and until it got to a point where it was serious enough and then that would be a conversation that I'd be having with Tammy and, um, you know, and coming up with an agreement with her consent before anyone ever came to the house, so...
0: Um, it sounds like you guys have thought about everything and you've certainly got it worked out. There's a, a wonderful story on the two of you that's been done by ABC's Matilda Marozzi, which is on ABC every day. And there's even photographs of your house. And I have to just say, I'm a little bit jealous of, of this property. You guys have done really well. Indy, thanks so much for your time and, and we wish you all the best. Yeah, thanks so much. See ya. See, uh, that's Indy Williams, her daughter. Uh, they are house sharing with uh, another single parent and her daughter as well. And as I said, you can have a look at Indy's house and sort of read a bit more about her from ABC every day online. It's interesting, John. It seems like they've thought about everything, doesn't it?
1: It's going really well, although they're three months into it. So I would be really interested
0: period, do you reckon? to go
1: back to them in maybe 12 <laughs> months and just find out how they're going. I, look, I, I think it, it really could work. It sounds like a really. Great idea, and there's lots and lots of benefits. I just, yeah, I, let's just see how they're going after a little while. Anyway,
0: Matt's in Caulfield. Hi, Matt. Hi there, how are you? Good. What do you think of the idea? Would you share a household with another single parent?
3: Look, I forgot when I was speaking to your producer. I said, I have done, you know, I've had Airbnb people, um, I've had a student me for two, but I actually had my good friend Luke living with me for 18 months uh with his daughter a- a- Ava. You know, I've got two boys. Um always quite well because one week I'd have my boys and other weeks i would have Ava. Um and there was a bit of a crossover and there was some um relationship issues between the kids. Like uh, uh my youngest sometimes they go out with like a house on fire but other times you'd be like, oh, it's, like doing I here and why space. But it works really well. We split the bills, we split the costs. Um,
1: so you'd recommend it, Matt?
3: Yeah, for sure. I, I have looked at the idea of doing it with people I haven't known. I've been uncertain about how that would go because uh, particularly look, I look on some of my pages with, um, you know, uh, Father's Help pages, and uh, some of those guys weren't very happy. <laughs> so I don't
0: yeah. Know, yeah.
3: Now, moving um, with a random, you know, scorned father might um, like go. Um, yeah.
1: Well, look, so I'm I'm glad you you figured it out, Matt. Thank you for having a chat with us. And a little bit of a muffled phone line there, but there is a text here because I mentioned before, Rish, that there's still um, that some single parents still feel stigma around single parenting um, and this text from Rick and Baldwin says not true John uh, single parenting is a badge of honor I'm a single dad who brought up three kids from primary school to university graduates a nurse and an engineer no one ever seems to acknowledge single dads well there you go I'm acknowledging you this morning Rick yeah
0: and you? I look I actually it's not about that we're saying the opposite I think in that you know we've heard anecdotally that lots of single parents that haven't got properties and homes mm. simply Probably because yep. of that, they've got plenty of money. You know, they have been. They've offered six months, twelve months rent in advance. They earn. You know, then there was even you know throwaway lines on some chat rooms that all single parents are on benefits, which is just uh, not yeah, the case. You know, yeah. so what we're trying to do is actually break down that stigma and talk about it. But it, even though what I find to be a great idea of single parents sharing homes, I wonder if this solution has come about because they're sort of forced to in yes. a way because they just can't get other other properties as Good as it all seems
1: well, partly because just rentals are so hard Expe- to find Yeah, at and the moment. Expensive. expensive yep yep, and also I think there is there's, there's got to be some kind of prejudice in in the system yeah. I, I would I still believe that's that's out there, but uh, let 's have a chat with Carol now who's in Werribee. morning Carol
4: morning um, I just wanted to say that the uh, there is discrimination against uh, single renters, uh, particularly with children. Um, but it's not necessarily coming from the landlords. Um, we have rental properties. And I can remember years ago, uh, about 15 years ago, um, the agent saying to me, we've got this uh, single mother who's got a couple of kids and uh, she's on benefits. And I said, well, can she afford to pay the rent? And they said, oh, yeah, I suppose. And I said, well, if you reckon she can pay the rent. What's
0: That's all problem? that matters.
4: Yeah. 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 So she's been with us now for 15 years. Oh, wow. And uh, although at times she struggles with the rent, I know she's always going to come good. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to say the the agent, look, don't send a notice after seven days, you know, in arrears with the rent because it will happen. And so we've got a really good relationship there. But I received the insurance renewals on the property um, the other week and there's an important thing uh, highlighted on the bottom of the policy. And I think this is where there's another area of... um, discrimination that's going to have to be addressed. It says, from this renewal, the policy will not provide cover if your property is used for short-term rental, holiday letting or house sharing.
0: Because uh, that will come into it. Yeah. I mean, looking yeah, at discrimination, yeah. even to in, in buying houses and some of the government initiatives in there. I, I love the fact that she's been with you for 16 years as well. I mean, long term rentals and secure rentals is something as well. Carol, that's a really interesting point. We might bring that up with some of our uh, experts that we've got coming up. Minna is in Gippsland. Hi. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I can <clears throat> hardly hear you, but
5: she's told me to take myself off speaker.
3: Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what What's your, your
5: situation?
1: Say?
5: Well, uh, back in the 80s, I, I was in really unstable, a um, uh, bit of a violent relationship, and I decided um, that, you know, dragging my child around from rental property to rental property, and most of them were in terrible disrepair, um, I heard somebody told me about a scheme that the government of the day had in place, and they were affording loans to single parents um, in particular i'm not sure who else I think it was specifically aimed at single parents and so I was accepted um, and given a loan uh, by the or the whoever the housing was, you know department yeah. was at the time and um and so at the time those all the houses you know in a city were around between 40 and sixty thousand. and i was Did very you get nervous, into one? Yeah, did yeah, you get into a
0: yeah. house? Oh, wow, that's great.
5: Yeah, and i'm wondering why uh the government of the day doesn't do. They do. They have. Similar. They
0: actually have men, and I didn't know anything about this either. But Wendy Stone, who specialises in this, she's a professor of housing and social policy. She'll be joining us in just a moment to actually go through some of the details of the new government uh, initiative that is there specifically for single parents. So whether or not it was introduced in May, so whether or not it's actually helping or not is yet to be determined.
1: Yeah, this is called the single parent family home guarantee, whereby you only need two of the price of the home because uh, usually you need 20% to avoid having to pay lenders mortgage insurance but under this scheme the government will pay you know the 18 or well, will cover the eighteen, the other 18 percent so we only need two percent of the cost of your home to to buy it so that we'll be tra- talking about that a little bit later but first Wilhelmina Ford is the founder of share abode which is this service that we were talking about earlier that helps single parents get together join forces and find somewhere to rent good morning
6: Hi, Jono. Rochelle, how are you? Well, good. How did you get this idea? Oh, from experience. Listening to to all of the stories brings back memories. Uh, Four and a half years ago, I pretty much found myself not knowing where to live. That's really where it started. And when I decided to go for a rental, the reason I struggled with it is because I used to be a homeowner. So I had no serviceability, had no one to recommend me. Um, So I had to get my mum to go guarantor for me and pay her the rent. (laughs)
0: I know, when I think back to just sharing houses, let's be honest, we've all kind of fudged, uh, you know, some of the information on there just to get the property. And when you add being a single parent to that, I'm sure there will be people thinking, how can I get around it so that I don't, but you know, that I'm not discriminated against in order to get that property. Are you seeing a rise in people on Share Abode that are at least, if not curious, about how it could work with multiple single people living together?
6: Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely do. We have, um, I looked up all the statistics this morning because I was quite curious to see myself and it definitely has risen, especially with COVID. That's actually been a pretty big booster for it.
1: Yeah, okay. And so when you say a big booster, how many people, how many users have you got?
6: Um, currently today there's 7,575 Australia wide.
1: Okay. And what are they looking for?
6: So we've got, well, most of the user, users are actually where you guys are in Victoria, Um, So, it's about 30% of those users are Victoria, New South Wales is behind just by a bit of percent and they're all looking for different types of things. I've got a lot of people that are actually looking to do more than two single parents. So, you know, two, three single parents getting a bigger house with a bigger backyard with more room in the areas that are a bit more, I guess, affluent, so they can kind of have better transport, they have better opportunities, healthier lifestyle outcomes. So they're kind of looking at doing something a little even more than just the normal home sharing. And I've got, you know, single parents who are struggling to pay their mortgage at the moment. There's a lot of that. Um, So they're bringing people in to, you know, help with that, other single parents as well.
0: It all sounds really good on paper, but what do people need to think about when it comes to the realities of sharing a home with another single parent? You may not have shared a home, you know, since you were 18 or 20 and you're now in your mid-30s. What, you know, what do you need to think about? I always recommend you have to do due diligence first. You really need to not be scared to ask them anything about their life.
6: You, I, When I have people coming into my home to share, because I still do, I will ask for recommendations, personal ones, professional ones, I want to know their full names so I can check them out on socials, which is really advantageous to have these days. I want to be able to meet them without their children and then meet them with children. Um, There's a lot of things like making sure that you have um, specific written agreements in place, house rules, maybe a cleaning roster, children's roster, making sure that your schedules and your children um, kind of blend and mesh together. And that doesn't mean having, you know, all the children the same age and having the same roster. Quite opposite. It's about doing different, you know, having different rosters, having different ages so there's no competition, there's not too many people in the one house. So it's all those little things that really go to make a house harmonious plus your communication as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to be the wet blanket here because I know this, there's a lot of positives to come out of um, sharing a house with another single parent. But what happens if it all goes pear-shaped, if it doesn't work out?
6: Well, this is part of what the agreement, the written agreements are, the tenancy agreements. So what I actually do is once someone joins Share Abode, they're welcome to join my private Facebook group, which I have a complete guide that takes them through the steps of what to do legally afterwards as well as you know ethically so you don't just run off and leave them you know you have plan in place what happens if we can't do a resolution with a mediator what happens if this happens and so it's exactly it's quite similar to what you would do with a normal rental that you would do by yourself I've kind of taken that
0: and then put it into the share house situation. Willamita Ford thanks so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. She's the founder of Share Abode. A huge rise in people at least curious about this. Text here, Jono, saying the generation of under 40 certainly have no stigma re-single parents. So is that you? Are you a single parent trying to find a home? Do you feel like you're being discriminated against when you're looking for a home? And have you ever considered sharing a home with another single parent?
1: This is The Conversation Hour with Rochelle Hunt and Jonathan Kendall. We're talking today about sharing homes as a single parent. Are you a single parent trying to find a home? Do you feel like you are being discriminated against? Jim from Richmond says, if you want a good renter, get a single mum, says Jim. They work harder than anyone else to keep a roof over their kid's head. Not all, but most. Um, So thank you for your input, Jim.
0: I think Mark in Warnable agrees. Hi, Mark.
1: Yeah, hi. Yeah, I do agree. I've had uh, many
3: years' experience renting out properties. Uh, single single parents are really good because um, they pay their rent on time. They've got guaranteed income normally through Centrelink and work. Uh, they're very organised financially. Uh, they're a lot more stable.
0: And... Um, yeah, you know, so being super organised, we heard that from Indy earlier too. You know, when you are hundred percent responsible for the welfare of a of a small person in your household, then you've you've got to be organised. Mark, thank you. Wendy Stone is the professor of housing and social policy at the Centre for Urban Transitions at Swinburne University. Wendy, before we talk to you a little bit about the new scheme that was launched earlier this year to help single. Parents buy a, a home. What do you think about the idea of two single parents, or even sometimes more, renting and and sharing homes together? Is this a solution?
7: Oh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, look, it's it's one of the solutions. I, I guess um, what we've heard about already this morning is this uh, the kind of very uh, creative and quite lateral. Uh, adaptations that people are making uh, to manage the housing affordability crisis that we're currently in. So um, sharing a house isn't a new thing. Um, it, this is an age-old kind of practice uh, but it's taken on a particularly acute twist uh, in recent times, just before COVID in fact and now um, particularly with the house price rises uh, through the the impact, um, including in Victoria where it, it, it we've had probably the most effect in our housing market but I think it was really important uh, and interesting to hear from Wilhelmina there around abode and, and the kinds of uh, safety um, practices that need to be put in place to consider that kind of practice but I, I really um, uh, I think the, the bigger sort of picture issue is that while people are um, adapting and, and creating homes in really, um, really positive ways for themselves, there are sort of bigger, bigger players, the government roles, the financial system roles that can actually act to open up some of the blocked opportunities uh, to single parent families that, that that really are currently very challenging.
1: Mm. so in a way it sounds like it's kind of back to the future because i know you know a couple of hundred years ago as humans we are social animals we'd all live together multi-generational households there'd be you know six or seven or eight or nine or ten people in a house or more um and then we've moved to this model where we're all mm. kind of living in smaller Separate. groups more isolated and so it's yeah it sounds like it is the a village bit, it's bringing yeah. back the village it takes a village to raise a <laughs> child wendy yeah,
7: it is um it's back to the future in, in some ways it's, it's- Raising a a child through a village is absolutely right. Um, Children need all kinds of supports, including at home. But what we're left with is a situation currently, um, unfortunately, where we have some people um, in our society with uh, systemically fewer choices and potentially uh, fewer um, adequate choices in their housing than others, and um, you know th- we've just um, hit a point in time where we've, we've uh, last year celebrated the 30th anniversary of Australia's uh, uh, signing up to the Convention of the Rights of the Child. In fact, and one of the one of the 12 rights that's uh, implemented in that uh, UN Convention is the right that children have to have their basic needs met, and housing is definitely one of those. So.
1: Mm. I, I just want to ask you a little bit about the um, the the single parent family home guarantee. So this is a federal government support measure whereby you provide two percent of the the price of the home, and then the government will step in and and provide the or, or look at the eighteen percent to make up the twenty percent, so you don't have to get lenders mortgage insurance. How successful has that been?
7: Yeah, really great question. Thanks, Jono. It's it's really too early to say. So there are a couple of things about this which are very, very important to note. And one of them is that it's it's a step in the right direction and it's the first time in national housing um, sort of levers, um, if you like, that we've had for, for a long time where we have a direct recognition of uh, family and housing. So um, particularly single parent family housing. Um, so we haven't, um, had anything like this for some time. Um, so this is a really um, positive step in the right direction of recognising that, um, you know, uh, families with children, and, and including couple, children, couple families, but particularly single-parent families, are most uh, exposed to um, a whole range of housing um, vulnerability at the moment. The downside of this scheme is that it's, it's like... Um, putting a bandaid, if you like, on a train wreck. Really, um, this is one um, component part of what we need to have as a suite of measures. And um, so at the moment, what this scheme is, is that uh, you're absolutely right. The national, the federal government, um, Uh, underwrites the loan. Uh, So single parents um, with an income not exceeding 125,000 per annum are eligible to apply for this scheme. And there are 10,000 family home guarantee places that have been made available. Um, This only started in July this year, so it's too early to say Mm. uh, what the impact will be. But when when we look at the figures and we look at the house prices and the the spike in our house price um, situation in both you know, cities and and the regions now. And we compare that with the buying uh, capability of an income of 125,000 or less. Um, we, we really can see that the options um, are limited, and that uh, for single parents, uh, there'll be really the most um, in need group of single parents are in our parents with far less than 125,000 per annum income per year. So it it it's a It's a good step in recognition of uh, this very important group in our society, Um, but it it doesn't
0: quite hit the mark and it doesn't quite go far enough. Wendy Stone is with you Professor of Housing and Social Policy at the Centre for Urban Transition at Swinburne University and today in the Conversation Hour we've just been looking at some of the discrimination still faced that single parents still face when trying to get a home either renting or buying and some of the solutions that single parents are actually coming up with themselves which is sharing homes together and then of course there is the new family home guarantee scheme which we've just been talking about but Wendy are both just band-aid solutions as nice and as fun as sharing a household maybe not only for the parents but also for the kids especially if they're in you know, single kids you know all of a sudden they've got a a pseudo sibling and they can get, maybe get a bigger house as we heard from indy before you know they've got a pool and there's a cubby house and i even saw a horse out on the property so you know it's all looking rosy but at the end of the day what if you don't want to share a house with someone is this your only solution
7: yeah, that's right. I think what, what we need and, and what's really clear um, is that there are multiple drivers of housing affordability and the, the fabulous thing that we've uh, seen in the pandemic is that uh, we have a range of policy levers that can really be used very, very quickly and very effectively when they're coordinated. Um, Australia hasn't had a national housing policy since 1992. So uh, it's 30 years on, we're well and truly due for that. And that would coordinate the range of responses. So the taxation settings, the the new housing supply, the kinds of schemes like the family home guarantee, but it would also potentially coordinate um, the the regulation um, of the rental market to make uh, renting also a good safe place to be for families and at, at the heart of all of this when we're thinking about single parent families is um, an, an important piece that's really missing so far in our policy discourse in Australia and that that's something that Scotland and uh, New Zealand and some other countries are leading the way on and it's actually linking up uh, this fundamental idea of the rights of the child very directly to tangible targets and goals and values that underpin housing policy. We, we just uh, haven't seen anything like that.
1: I, I want to bring up the Parents Next program because that has been uh, quite controversial. Um, this, this is involving parents having to do a certain, um, a certain number of things, tick a certain number of boxes so that they can get access to payments. Uh, what's your view on that?
7: I think um, that there's a lot of um, evidence on, on this already, which really does indicate that some of the, the kind of um, practices that parents are being asked to do, while at the same time manage uh, a pandemic, uh, manage um, their children's needs and their own needs, are really counterproductive to good parenting and, and to getting by. Um, I think that uh, where we do expect uh, in our welfare systems a mutual obligation, um, You know, some of the evidence coming out from a range of studies uh, focused on uh, child well-being in particular really points to the need for uh, parent support and that support to not be sanctioned um, by the ability of parents yeah. to, to engage in these programs on, it, on any given particular day. So anyone who's a parent knows that um, parenthood is, is uh, kind of a
0: ride of ups and downs yeah. uh, and, and we need support rather than sanctions Yeah, I, no, I agree. And there's a text here that says, unfortunately, this conversation just shows that single parents are having to try these ridiculous solutions instead of a clear need for an overhaul of the housing market. Wendy Stone, thanks so much for your time. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. Professor of Housing and Social Policy at the Centre for Urban Transition at Swinburne University.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're ridiculous uh, solutions. I think I think some of these are really good ideas, particularly um, single parents moving in together. Let's see what um, Sarah from Central Victoria thinks. Morning, Sarah.
8: Oh, hi. Um, my grandmother went through this in the Depression. Um, her husband suddenly died and she was left with three children to support. And uh, she had a mortgage to pay off, and family friends were looking to buy a house, and they decided that instead of buying a house, they'd move in with her. And the families just, they grew up together, and we're now, um, I'm still, like, um, my dad was really good friends with the 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 children, and then... um, I'm really good friends with the grandchildren, and so the great grandchildren Isn't that incredible? Really, yes. We're into the fourth generation now, and we count that family as family, basically.
0: Because that's what I was wondering when we were speaking to Indy earlier, whether her the the two young children that now share a home together, whether or not they will grow up considering each other to be sisters. Mm.
8: Yeah, well, we we do. I mean, I I um. I I went out with one of the grandsons, and my sister went out with one of the grandsons, and um, our children now are really great buddies. They don't see each other because lockdown, but um, I'm in contact just about every day mm. um, with one of the children. So, gosh, your um, grandmother
0: was pretty onto it then. Oh, well, yeah, you. It be your grandmother yeah, she, or your great-grandmother? Your grandmother?
8: No, my, my grandmother, yeah. yeah, and she was a, she was an actor and she, you know, back in the Depression, so it was really hard for her um, to be running her theatre and looking after a family and I, I, I just think that they were a really good balance.
1: Um, oh, always always great other. to have a theatrical grandma, though. Did she put on <laughs> little shows for pu- puppet yeah. shows and stuff?
8: Oh, no, no, no. She was like full-on, you know, produced Patrick White's first plays oh, and wow. She did a whole season of get-off in her backyard. Cerebral stuff. Yeah, she was was, was proper professional. Um, um, Could you imagine um, the dress-up
0: box at that
8: house? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we're still still finding things. It's, uh, you know, 100 years later, so it's pretty amazing.
1: Good on you, Sarah. Thank you for calling. Sarah from Central Victoria. We've had a few texts like this. It says, when I worked as a property manager, I used to positively discriminate in favour of single parents because in my experience, they made really good tenants because they wanted a stable home for their family and were already well versed in being responsible for and managing just about mm. anything. So lots of lots of sentiments uh, in that way.
0: And I know that there was a text earlier saying, you know, single dads need to be acknowledged in this, and that was Rick from Bourne, and absolutely couldn't agree more, but quite often it is single mums that find themselves yes, in yeah. this. And I know when off-air we were talking to, I was talking to Wendy Stone about this, and we were talking about just different initiatives that are having to be set up by groups like the, say, the Women's Property Initiative, to actually address the fact that single mums, quite often and cannot get homes, cannot afford them or are being discriminated against and we do know that, you know, women and especially older women here, but they're, they're at, are really at risk of, of becoming homeless and I start to think about you know, whether or not my mum would have shared a home uh, with another parent and I actually reckon she would have, but she moved back in later in life, Jono, with her best friend and their yep. family. So, yep. not a single parent but still just sort of thinking outside the square and there wasn't a home for her to live in. So, she she moved back in with her best mate when she was, you know, 55 or something.
1: Well, see, I reckon this is great. I'm I'm all up for these alternative living arrangements because I feel like parenting at the best of the times can be a bit of a lonely exercise. So if you've got another adult there that you can bounce ideas off, if you can talk to about the challenges you're going through... I think it's fantastic, particularly in lockdown. I mean, yeah. if, if you've arranged something like this and it's working for you within lockdown, then... And even um, if you could say
0: to someone, hey, do you mind if I just pop to the supermarket? Yeah. On my own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just having a shower. <laughs> just having a shower. Absolutely. But yeah. look, if,
0: if it's more about women and housing that you're interested in, we've also done a lot of programs on this as well. So as we say every day, you know, subscribe to the Conversation Hour podcast. There's lots of shows that we've done that sort of lean into this topic. So go to the ABC listen app or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the conversation hour Uh, and that way you'll have plenty of things to listen to especially when we're going for our walks on the weekend Mm. which we're Mm. still doing
1: yes great to have your company thanks for listening